I've come down to Ditchies in Somerset to visit the 13-time champion trainer Paul Nichols ahead of the Cheltenham Festival. We're going to be discussing all things past and present and I can confirm he is as hungry as ever for festival success. Right, back inside after a morning on the gallops at Ditchy, which is always a pleasure, but delighted to come back into the warmth, Paul. Uh, we've been chatting all morning, but let's do a general check-in yeah. with you. How are you? Two weeks to go before the Cheltenham Festival. How are you personally? In good form, great thing. The horse has been running well, plenty of winners. That makes life a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, good. We're all in a good place and looking forward to it and the build-up and the whole thing. I must say, I mean, like I said, we were talking about this outside, but the team, I, I keep coming back year on year, yeah. see, see the same faces in the saddle. You've got a great bunch of people out there on that yard. Yeah, you know, you're only as good as your team. They're around you and fantastic team headed up by Clifford Baker. Um, yeah, you, you, you know, you need good assistance, good people. Everybody's working for you, part of the team. Of course, they're all chuffed because everything's going well this season. And um, yeah, you, you really do need good people. You know, most importantly, you need good horses, but you need good people to run that team with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me, just reflecting on the season that is, obviously 13-time champion trainer, aiming for a 14th at this stage. Um, how would you review this season? If you were to give yourself a rating out of 10, where would, where would you sit on the scale? I'd say probably 8 out of 10. Um, good, solid. We, you know, we've had up to date today, I think, 127 winners, 2.5 million prize money, and I don't think... For, We've been two and a half million prize money before Cheltenham very often, if at all before. So we've had a good run of prize money. Horses have run particularly well and great strike rate. You know, at 28% we're at the moment. We've been running to about 30% all season and that's the highest we've ever been at. So, you know, things have been going well. So, so very pleased. Strike rate, you mentioned that, and prize money obviously can change given the years that yeah. are, but the strike rate is probably the most important thing, isn't it, for you? Yeah, well, you, you know, you want to be good and solid all the time, and you know, we always run to about 24%, always have done about the last 20 years probably, but we're just that little bit higher, and you know, up until recently, it's been one in three of them have been winning, really, and it, which is a good strike rate. They've been going really well. This time's all, year is always a bit harder. A lot of horses have won a couple of races, he's got a couple of penalties, and you've got a lot of sort of babies that haven't run yet. So it sort of tends to slacken off a little bit between now and the end of the season. But yeah, we've had a good solid start and you know, some lovely young horses for the future. So we're just building up a really good team. And tell me this, we're going to go through the main protagonist for the Cheltenham Festival. But when we're out on the gallops, it's easy to look at the Brave Man's Games, mm. the Hermel mm. and, you mm. know, those sort of type of horses. But, you know, you, we were sort of looking at your sort of next level down mm. horses. Mm. And I made the comment to you that in any other yard, they would be absolute mm. creme de la creme sort of level. It just speaks volumes for the strength of depth you've got. Yeah, and particularly and some the novice chasers, you know. Solar, for example, is not going to be going to Cheltenham. He's good, solid horses improving. And the novice hurdlers behind the obvious ones that are going to Cheltenham, you know, horses like Rabode and um, Henry II, uh, Nosley Road, I could go on and on. And real good, solid horses that keep on improving and are going to be really decent chasers for next season. And the novice hurdlers have done very well this year. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about this last year in terms of you sourcing horses, but in a recent interview, I heard you saying that you know your new, not new strategy, but recent strategy is buying the store, you know, mm. fifteen mm. or twenty store horses. Mm. Feels like we might only see the benefits of that in the next maybe sort of four, five, six years. It's a real long-term game for you now. Oh, it is, and you know, the first year we buy them at three, they spend a year we will bid it. Join me at four, might give them a couple of three bumper runs in that first season. We don't actually run them over hurdles. I like them to be five years old, going novice hurdling, six going novice chasing, and the system is working well. And I think we've had fourteen individual so bumper winners this year, headed up by 
in the water side who's unbeaten in two and some really fantastic horses to go novice hurdler next year that ultimately be great chasers and then same this year some of those novice hurdlers that go chasing you know it's a good 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 team of young horses to have going forward Let's refocus back to Cheltenham then, that's what we're here to talk about. You've got two weeks to go, well it'd be less than that actually, sort of a week and a half. Um, at this point now, are the horses mainly having done all their work, all their schooling, is it just keeping them ticking away? And Yeah, just keep grafting them and doing what you need to do with each individual horse. A couple of Time White and Grenatine and away day yesterday in Lambourne. Uh, we've got two more that are probably going to do that, the rest of them all work at home. Uh, Brayman's game never goes anywhere he doesn't need to he's better off being very fit very fresh lots of graft at home he's probably not one of those just chucking a lorry and send off for an hour and you know mm. going he probably stress enough and lose a few kilos so he's better off at home they're all individuals who work out the best plan for them but every one of them will have a jump once a week up until the festival that's a the jump last week and jump this week they may have a jump the following week just depending on which ones they are and whether you think they need a bit of practice so you just keep things normal plenty of hard work um, and we've made a programme for all of them back from working back from Cheltenham, so you stick to that pretty well. And so they don't all necessarily need to do the same thing. Some might want a bit less. Some might might need a little bit more. Some might a little bit more jumping. But at the moment, we're very happy with where they are. You know, yeah, it's gone well. I mean, they looked a million dollars mm. out there. Like, there's no getting away from that. They just looked fresh and just such like uh, sort of that top line and the hmm. scope they all have they're such beasts really yeah and good and strong this they would need to be good and strong at this time of year and good and forward in their coat you don't want to go yeah. to chant horses behind in their coat because i don't think that ever helps them they want to be looking um um really good and strong and really well in their coats which most of them are a couple of the the darker bay horses often a little bit behind stage style we yeah, commented this morning yeah. doesn't hasn't come he's got two weeks yet amazing how that can change you know they're coming in yeah. the summer coat but most of them are exactly where we want them and look like you say look absolutely fantastic brilliant o away from the horses obviously there's been quite a lot of news headlines mm. all things whip related a lot of people worrying about the old irish dominance mm. come the cheltenham festival we'll tackle both those mm. subjects let's start with the dreaded whip obviously you've been affected with Lorcan williams getting the mm. big 18 day ban mm. uh, in that first batch of bans that came out after the new rules were implemented um, i know you've spoken plenty on this at this stage what what are your views as we speak right now on on the new rules do you think jockeys are adapting well they'll have to they'll yeah. have to really i mean harris had to be very careful because you imagine one thing wrong and you lose riding at Cheltenham. it's massive and i actually have done a bit of stuff behind the scenes and you know trying to help and work things out I, i'm actually disappointed with the way bh have handled it now they've got a tough job to do but to bring all i know it's been a long process but actually somebody should have said let's bring this in at the end of the season or the start of the new season so the lads have got the summer to get used to it on the flat do something similar i you know, I'm just looking from the jumping point of view and not have this big story every single day in the paper about the whip running up to Cheltenham. I know. It should be focused on Cheltenham and, and it's, talk about shooting the industry in the foot. I'm it's just so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people in the BHA need to take a real look at themselves and think, are they doing the right thing for the industry? Because I think they're letting us down and I think this whole thing is, is, is wrong. I get that we have to just be a little bit careful with with the whip and, and, and the, you know, but we don't want to appease people that don't understand the game. We've got to stand up for ourselves and say that this is where we are. It's not a welfare issue. 
let's just get it right. And just, we need a bit of backbone. The BHA needs a bit of backbone and stand up for us all the time instead of appeasing to the wrong people. And there's a lot of Australians who have kept quiet, really, and are very, very annoyed with the way it's been handled. And, I, there's a, and that's not just trainers. A lot of owners are upset about the whole thing. And it will drive people away if they're not careful. A lot of thought needs to go into when they make decisions like this. I think the timing angle oh. is the thing that's uh, frustrated Style. me the most, personally. Yeah. Just I feel like we're on a slow-mo car crash to a disqualification happening at Cheltenham. Mm. And I just can't imagine what oh. a tra like what a terrible show that's going to be when we're all stood in the winner's enclosure. It could be you yeah. with an owner. You know full well Harry's gone over. You've it's a top-level race, and you're just stood there thinking, hang on a minute, oh, am I about to lose this? Well, you won't lose it then and there. No, that's but you the won't, thing. that's the thing. You'll get presented yeah. with a trophy and all the whatever yeah. goes with it, and then three or four or five days later, you get it taken off you. That has got to be... And I don't mind, so I, I don't have a problem with disqualification, that's the rule yeah, yeah, they've yeah, landed yeah. on. It's the timing of it that I have Well, this is what with. I'm saying, yeah. it should have been done. Everyone said, well, this is going to be a PR disaster with Cheltenham coming up. Let's sort this out when it's not mm. so let the boys get bedded into next season. And then we're, everyone will know. Fair. And the, the lads will adapt. But to do this in Cheltenham, God forbid there's a disqualification at Cheltenham or something like that. Because that is just not. So I, am, I have been livid all the way along at the, at the, the, the timing of it. Yeah. That's the worst thing. Whether the, the whip thing and the, the rules and that are right or wrong, I think there doesn't need to be grey areas. I think everybody needs to know that's your limit. One over, you get a ban. Two over, this ban. Three or four, that's it. Gone, yeah. Not have all these grey areas of stick height and giving them time to react and all this. Because how can anyone actually buy the jockey know whether the horse is reacted or you, whether you give them time to react? That is another thing that I get annoyed about. So let's have it easy, black and white. Everybody knows where we stand and keep it simple. Yeah, uh, final point but on nothing this. Nothing seems to be simple with the BHA these days, which is sad because they, you know they've got a tough job to do. But it, it just—I think honestly—they do need to take a look at themselves and see what they're doing towards the industry, and they need to be a little bit more proactive and getting things right. Hey, I, I think many people out there concur with the sort of it feels as though we've got a gun and shot ourselves in yeah, our own foot. Totally. And, I know. think that's what everybody does think. It's not yeah. everybody I speak to is saying that. And you know, the funny thing about going back about the whip, and I've said this before. I've been very lucky to be champion trainer, been the pissiest you know, I've been in for the last 13 years and been in the... Do you know what? In all that time in Essa, I've not one person, public person or anybody, I've not one, email me, text me, phone me, meet me in the street, talk and say they're, not, they, yeah. they're disgusted with a stick. Not one in all those years. So that makes me wonder, where's all this massive issue come from? Because the other day I went to actually 2,000 students there, great initiative, all these kids there. They had the most fantastic day. Every single finish, they're on the line, on the rails, roaring, shouting those horses home. Had a great day. And I'll guarantee you, not one of those students of that age group went home thinking, oh, I didn't like what I saw today. They had no, a fantastic day. Not. not one of them would have complained. I met some lads in London the other day. Uh, they were friends of a friend. They are all going for a day out at Cheltenham. They go every year. And he, they said to me, they're just these young lads, just fans of the sport. Mm. And they said to me, well, what's all this furore about the whip? Yeah. How come there's a furore about the whip all of a sudden? And I felt like it's like you're asking me. I've got no idea. Well, Apparently, it's you guys out there yeah. that have caused the furore. Well, we are literally, or there's certain people that are bringing it upon themselves or ourselves, and I think it's wrong. Quick final word on this topic, sorry, to mm. Lorcan Williams. I feel like he, you know, bless him, he's got shoved into the headline. And he's handled it so well by all accounts. You yeah. know, he's been so eloquent in how he's spoken about it. He's taken it mm. on the chin. He's accepted that he's going to have to change. And, you know, for him to miss the Cheltenham Festival, you know him a lot better than yeah. I do. But I do think credit to him for how yeah, he's handled no, it's it. It's been hard. He's a young man. And he was trying to do his best. And 
ironically, the horse was called Making Your Mind Up because Lorcan <laughs> made the horse's mind up. But you could argue that if he hadn't been tough on him, he wouldn't have won. Yeah. And um, I know he'd had some warnings and I knew they'd been on it sort of, and he, 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 he needs to understand things a little bit more. But he was a young man trying to win. My opinion was the, 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 the horse in no way was marked. His horse is fresh and well and come out of it well. So Lorcan's point was a little bit, well, if I'd have sort of dropped my hands then because I'd gone over there and I got beat, what would the situation have been then? He probably would have got beat if he hadn't, you know, he probably might not have won. And it's not a case of winning at all costs or anything like that because that is not the situation. Lorcan was just trying to win that race for those people in a, yeah. in a couple of cracks over. He's got in the situation he's in. And I think he's been made an example of, as was the first disqualification, because it tries to put frighteners on everybody. Uh, it just goes back to my thing about it. The timing is just yeah. terribly sad and terribly wrong. And I think you said you've got a gun. We've shot ourselves in the foot. It does feel that way. Um, let's move on. Um, obviously, as I said before, there'll be a lot of focus on the Irish coming to Cheltenham mm. and, um, you know, there, it is going to be very Irish heavy in mm. terms of favourites and probably winners too. Is this something you, I don't even want to ask if you get bored by this conversation more. I feel like, do you get offended by this chat when everyone's talking uh, about what Irish dominance there is? Not at all. It's just the way it is at the moment, you know. I could say I was lucky enough back 2007, 8, 9, when I had all those wonderful horses. I was probably dominating it. They won the Gold Cup three years on the trot, all those wonderful races. And it's just come back round. I mean, the, I think the biggest thing to me is the sheer volume of numbers in the race. I was looking at the betting and some of that, Tamaros and uh, Hermes Allen's race. I was just looking at it. I mean, I, I, I mean, there were six or seven or eight, nine, ten Irish horses in the betting around them with no English horses at all. So yeah. it looks like, with, you know, there's one or two English horses taking on huge yeah. numbers of. Uh, it's the huge numbers of runners they're going to have, which is 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 the is, is the hardest thing. You're the, ultimately, you have a lot of great horses out in Ireland, and they do well. But there's a huge number. I mean, you yeah. know, you could Willie could have five or six, seven in some of the races. Say with Gordon, yeah, against some of ours, and then it's hard to beat all of them. I mean, you look at the Triumph Hurdle, and we were talking about it on uh, the Betfair podcast about the there could be a place that we get to where there's not an English runner in the Triumph yeah. Hurdle this but year. But sadly, I, I don't think I will this year. It's just just the way has, yeah. that has worked out in that race. Um, but yeah, I don't worry about it. I don't think about it. I've got enough to worry about thinking about my own horses and try and get them really right and do the, do the best. And of course, you can beat them all. It's, it, it, that's what we want to do. Let's get to the good stuff, horses. Let's talk horses. Um, and before we do, I suppose we should just cover the ground. Obviously, it's been very dry. Um, the horses that you've got going are, are basically, I mean, generally, good to soft yeah. ground is going to yeah. suit the majority yeah. of yeah. these, uh, yeah. looking through the list. Um, they've been throwing a lot of water on it, obviously. We should be starting on good to soft ground, you'd be hopeful of, on the I, Tuesday? I expect that's what they're probably aiming for. I mean, as you say, it has been very, very dry. They've got to keep doing some water. Just hope they don't overdo it, and we end up in a situation that it pours with rain like to, on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the week, because then it could go the other way. I think good to soft ground. No one can complain. Uh, definitely, all ours seem to horses all like better ground. So I'd be well happy if it was like that. Okay, let's kick off on the Tuesday then. Uh, Tamaras, your main hope mm. in the first race, obviously in the Supreme, the Tolworth winner for the Nolfeely Racing Club. It's been a great story. How do you rate this horse in terms of what you've what's gone before him in this similar category of horse? Do you think he is of that sort of calibre, a supreme level? Well, he's very much in the mould of, of Nolan and 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 Alfroth that I won the race with before, who were not going to ever be a champion hurdle horse the year down the line. They're going to be staying chasers. They both end up sort of being strong staying two and a half milers really that won the supreme because they go a good gallop, 
and turning the straight from the back of the you know, second house in, they stayed on, you know, both of them looked like they weren't going to be involved in the finish and they ended up both winning because they stayed on strong. And I'm hopefully the same with Tamaris, you know, he won a Tolworth on heavy ground, stayed on well. He won around Haydock and Chepstow as well. He's a progressive horse, um, definitely got a chance, you know, he, if it all went right. He, 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 yeah, he's definitely got a chance, he just keeps improving and surprises us. Anyone crabbing his head carriage? What would you say to that? Uh, that's just him. He's just always carries his head up and looks about a little bit. But yeah, and today he keeps winning. He's won three from three. He's won his last four starts with his bumper at Wincanton last year. Particularly impressive first time at Chepstow. Albeit in a maiden hurdle, but he won very well. We were, we were surprised, to be honest, both Harry and I, how much he'd improved. Then we gave him the next step up in the list to race at Haydock. And he, he was a little bit behind the bridle, which I mentioned those other two always were in that type of race most of the way around, then turned in the straight over the last two, came, came hard on the bridle yeah. and won nicely. And then same at Sandown. So that's what you want in a race like that. As long as he, he jumps well, can keep a position, if he's not too far away turning into the you know the last, he'll go well. Does he take much schooling? Jeff's too much we, with him? we school him once a week, he does plenty. But yeah. he, he does basically on the whole, he didn't jump so well at Sandown in really heavy ground, but up over those last two, nothing ever jumps well at Sandown because you don't want to be far and admit the, fa- the hurdles and putting them on their head on the landing size. So he just popped his way over them. But he jumps well. Okay, uh, another novice hurdler to talk about onto the Ballymore. Hermes Allen um, obviously won the Chalo at Newbury when we last saw him. I was looking back through that form, mm. I think it really stacks up. Other than the third mm. horse, everything else from that race has won. And at the time, I wondered if it was that deeper Chalo, but yeah. everything's come out and won again since. Yeah, you're right. And every horse who's pulling up in behind him have, have, have gone and won yeah. since. And, you know, he, he, he was very impressive that day. Um, and one or two commentators said, oh, he's the only one went in the ground. Well, I nearly pulled him out in the morning because I was worried about the ground, to be honest with you. He'd won on fastest ground at Stratford, good ground at Cheltenham, and I was worried about the ground, but right. didn't stop him. He just galloped on straight on through it and was very impressive. And I mean, he's an odd horse because he was bought for quite a lot of money by the guys. We had him last spring and he couldn't get out of his own way. And I was I didn't run him because I was a bit too embarrassed thinking he, he cost a lot of money. I'm going to get myself in trouble if I run him. Let's just give him a bit of time. So right. sent him home, came back. He wasn't that much better in the autumn, really, to be honest with you. But he was a bigger, stronger horse. He's not a big horse, but he was just stronger. And he happened to go to Stratford on, in I think, end of September or October because John House happened to be there with the, one of the other owners. Said, look, could we possibly run him? And... Um, I was thinking, I'm not sure what I'd, I didn't. I honestly didn't know to, what to expect. What I'd seen at home, really? I was hopeful, but he'd shown nothing. And he'd when jumped. you say the, they've shown nothing, you don't really put a gun to the head, anyway. No, but he was just slow. Right, just okay. written, you know, so you know, when he worked over five furlongs at the bottom, everything he did, he was slow. And they'd all slow. get off and say, "Oh, stunt show a lot. I'm not sure about this." <laughs> so you're thinking, "Oh my God!" And you, so you listen to the people that you know. And then we went to Stratford, and I said, "Brian, he's quite slow, but I think he's fit. Pop out." somewhere handy and see what happens we popped out in front and won 28 lengths <laughs> and like she said the further she went the better he went so like, okay we'll just check that's not a freak so we went back to Cheltenham in November and made all in one well and gained gallop strong for the back of the last and then won the challenge so he's obviously one of those horses unlike Sylvan Aqua Conti was the same Neptune Colonge was a cane Denman was a shame they never showed you much at home before Denman ever went to his first run at Wing Canton was the same I had no idea what we had at home is what they do on the track that counts, and wow. they're the best ones, and he, 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 he's got it. With him, obviously, uh, roll back a couple of years, and obviously we saw Brave Man's mm. game run in the Ballymore, mm. but before that, before way before that, you were very sort of very clear in your vision of what horse Brave Man's game was going to mm. become. You said that you'd win a King George yeah. with him, and yeah. you did. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. We'll come to that in due course. 
but you knew what you had on your hands. Obviously, this, as you said there, Hermes Allen isn't, mm. does, isn't a horse that shows you that much no. at home. But what is your vision for him? Where, what will we be talking about this horse doing in next season? And the, well, maybe well, not it, next it, season, but the season after in two years' time. I, I wouldn't, I, he's going to ultimately want three miles. I can't see him going hurdling next year, I suspect. If he jumps well, it'd be novice chasing. I yeah. mean, you know, he's going to be also, he could be running the quarter star novice chase at Christmas over three miles and back next year in the novice chases. I mean, he'd probably mirror, mirror the sort of route Demon went down, I'd say, as a, as a chaser and start off in those good novice yeah. chases. But he's a staying chaser. Okay, staying chaser in the making. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to one of those. Stage star um, has got Brown Advisory and Turner's yeah. entries. Where might we expect to see him? Obviously, we've seen the win over the course and mm. distance at Cheltenham over the shorter trip. Yeah. But what are your feelings towards him at this stage? Well, the Turner's track suits him. It's the new course on the Thursday, which is a stiffer track than the old course on the first couple of days. So that would suit him quite well. It's just if the ground was on, it won't be quick, was, you know, it was dry, 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 and it was good, he might be better over three than he is over two and a half if the right. ground was good. I'd like to run him in the Turners. That's a tracky one over, and you've got to jump and gallop around there. So that's favourite, but we'll just, you know, like, I've got that option. He is in one of the handicaps, but I, he won't run in a handicap against Il Rodito. So I'd say we one or the other, probably slightly favour the Turners. Okay, um, just as a slight mm. side note, but when you look at a race like that, obviously you've got Mighty Potter up mm. at the top of the betting for that. A lot of people's banker for yeah, the festival yeah, exactly. it looks an absolute weapon. Mm. Does that ever come into your thinking in terms yeah. of the opposition? Yeah, you've got to look at the opposition and try and go in the, the race. You feel that you've got the best chance of, um, you should never be afraid of one horse. Yeah. Um, because Cheltenham's Cheltenham, and the same with any big race. But it's just, yeah, I think in either race he's got a tough time. I think okay. he's done well over He's progressive. Um, he's 152 and he was very good the last day, but he has to take that form to another level now. I just got a feeling he wants another summer. You said to me how raw he looks this morning. I don't think, as we were talking about Brave Man's Candidate, I don't think he's a finished article yet. Okay. But I was thrilled with him at Cheltenham on the last day was the way he jumped and the way he galloped all the way to the line with 12 stone. He has to take that form forward now. But um, he'll be in the mix. Okay, uh, on we go to the Coral Cup, yeah. handicap time now. You've got Irish Hill in there. This is a horse as a juvenile you were a yeah. big fan of last yeah. year. And to be fair, he takes his racing very well, doesn't he? He does now. I mean, last year he was a, he was a tad disappointing. He was lucky to win it on his debut. And it was a, but he was just quite big and weak and yeah. nowhere near the finished article. Had a summer and now he's just progressive. And he won a valuable race at Fakenham back along. Um, and then he won the, the, the nice race at Ascot last Saturday. I'd say we're plenty in hand. So hopefully he gets in the Coral Cup, he'll give a good account of himself. Um, and you, you're, still, you're still sort of as, as, as much of a fan of him as you were 12 months yeah. ago? Well, he, he's in, yeah, probably more so now because he's, yeah. he's taken that form to the next. So he was very good at Ascot the other day. Um, and I think Harry thinks there's a little bit left in the tank. Um, so when a horse is progressive like that, you, you know, you do like to. So yeah, he's a, he's a very nice horse going the right way. Grenatine, champion chase, um, will he run in it? He definitely runs. He yeah. had an away day yesterday with Time Right, went to Lambourne. I think I left him too short in Newbury the other day because as well as not jumping, he blew up jumping the second last and I thought for a minute he was going to be fourth of the lot. Then he stayed on again a little bit. Don't think running him at Newbury as a prep on way to Charlton really suits him. He's probably better off being ready for his life on the day. So he's done plenty of graphs since that day. I think he was kidding us a bit. Um, He's an outsider. I'm not going to say he's going to win the champion chase, but two years ago he did the same thing at Newbury and then was only beat two lengths in the champion chase, ran very well. And, you know, he's a, he's a dual grade one winner now. Um, 
if there's a little bit of ease in the ground, it's an open race, he could run into a place. Hey, look, you, that champion chase in the past, we've hyped up mm. as the race of the yeah. meeting. And, look, and then one stands on a stone, yeah. one falls at the second, and all of a sudden a yeah. horse like it him, changes, is, yeah. if he runs his race, could easily. And I've won it recently with dodging bullets and politolog. <laughs> He's not unlike that type of horse, you know, no. and it can happen on the day. And he, he, he definitely will like Chantler much better than it was at New Newbury was very quick the other day, and he didn't really let himself. It didn't, just wasn't, didn't work out, but I wouldn't write him off. It's great for you to have those horses, isn't it? Those sort of real solid mm. yardsticks. Yeah. They'll run their race, they'll show yeah. up, you can throw them in a grade one, the feature race on day two of the festival, yeah. and you know that they're going to do their yeah, best, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he'll go to Sandown at the end of the season for the celebration chase. He likes it around Sandown <laughs> for some reason. And um, yeah, he's grand horse, really. I think he's completely overperformed all his life. Yeah. But, you know, he's rated 170 now, which. You know, if you ever asked me that three years ago when he went chasing off a mark of 132, he'll end at 170, I'd have laughed. He's a horse that you can, when you go to bed at night, you can think, do you know what? I got the absolute best yeah, out of him. Yeah, Credit to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when he won the Holden Gold Cup this year off 168, I probably think that was a, uh, his best ever performance. Yeah. He won well that day. And yeah, he's a grand horse. We love him. And he'll give, he, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll go out there and do his best. Now, you've mentioned Time White. I'm not being funny. Mm. I'm falling out with Time White. Yeah, I'm put, yeah right. You're not alone, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I'm losing the love for mm. Time White. I've sat here, I think, a good couple of mm. times, and you have confidently told me that this horse, yeah. at some point, is going to go well in one of yeah. these handicaps. We've got him down here for the Grand Annual, but he travels so well and he disappoints. I'm just putting it yeah, out. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, he went to ask it first time up this year. We thought he needed to run, and what happened? It travelled like a legend and bolted it. I thought, that's good. Go back then three weeks' time for that 100 grand, two mile chase. Yeah, then I ran awful. Never, never picked the bride up, never went at all. So, he, he, looking back at his record, he always wins first time out. He's okay. always good fresh. So, I'd purposely not run him all winter to go into this race fresh. So, he's had an away day this yesterday, as I said, with Grenadine. We've kept him fresh. And if he performs like he does fresh, he'll go well. So, we're giving him every chance. And if he runs ordinary, then I'll fall out with him even more, as you say. But he, he does need to be fresh. Right, okay. So, and he performs like first time out. So, in effect, this is first time out for me now. Yeah. He's had the winter off and he's, he's well ready to run, run well. So, you've so got him fresh, well, and, and away fit. day. Yeah, and, and we know fit. that when he's fresh, yeah. that's yeah. So the time to that's catch That's when him. he's best. So, 25 to 1, he could be a great each way bet for people, you know. <sighs> exactly. Been... But he, 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 I think we've got him in the best shape now, having not had a prep run. Okay. Now, you see, you're convincing me back well, off the yeah, ledge well, with Ty White. I convinced White. myself of it as well. Yeah. But, um, um, there we are. He's obviously got loads of ability. You know, he, he's won some good races, but he has been particularly particularly good first time out. If you don't have the confidence in yeah. them, then no one no, will. So no. I suppose it's down to you. Uh, the champion bumper, Captain Teague. Yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I mean, I saw that horse cantering mm. around the loop, said to you, what's that? Mm. And you were like, well, that's Captain mm. Teague. He's just, it's not even that he's the biggest, most imposing mm. horse. He's just got class yeah, about yeah, him. I was going to say all class. He's a beautiful horse. Won a point to point in Arden last year. We, we bought him, Johnny bought him then. Um, he'd had sorcians in the autumn. He was a little bit babyish about So I took my time before I ran him and he won at Plumpton. He just made all in one round Plumpton and won it very nicely. Race we won once with, with Jelena Bello. Um, and we were going to go to Newbury the other day for that degraded bumper there, but of course the ground was fast, so that was out. And we just thought, well, if we're going to give him one more run this year. Why not let him run in the, the channel bumper? The ground would be hopefully safe because I'll have done a good yeah. job of watering. 
at the worst it'll be good to soft probably good good to soft and <clears throat> why not give him a day give him some experience if he finished fifth or sixth we'd be absolutely chuffed but he's all about next season novice hurdling in the autumn then it'd be really exciting yeah i like that angle that we were talking about earlier that like you say just you know obviously it's all about winning at the mm, Festival. Mm. it goes without saying he could go very close yeah. if he if he yeah. you know if it, things fell mm. right for him he stepped forward mm. but he'll gain experience he'll have a good day out mm. and he'll progress on from it but ultimately Champion bumper isn't your be-all no, and end-all by he's a long way. He's next year's horse, as I keep saying with him. And, you know, give him a summer and, you know, he, 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 he could end up running in a challenge hurdle next year. Yeah, can't wait to see him. Well, <laughs> yeah. I know. And he jumps super, you know, he could Does have been he? novice hurdling now. So that's the point. Which, so we like being patient with those horses, really. And the fact, he could have been novice hurdling. He would undoubtedly won two or three novice hurdles. But then... Next year, where would you be? He's going to be ultimately a chaser a year too soon in my book. So giving him that time, we can novice hurdle for a season. Then when he's six in the autumn, in 18 months, I'll be ready to go novice chaser and he'll be the finished article by then. Lovely. So that's I what we're trying to achieve with a lot of them. Yeah, I will be looking forward to but that very much. We, we ran all Alpha off in the, in the in champion bumper in the same scenario, just go and enjoy yourself. You know, he'd won a bumper at Newbury or somewhere like that. And he actually, I think, finished second to Q card. He'd run really, really well. So, you know, these horses do run well in the race. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Thursday and kick off with the Ryanair chase. Uh, Hitman, hopefully. Yeah, Hitman's been a bit frustrating, as I think, <laughs> think he's going to run a nice race. And, you know, more often than not, he runs a good race. He, he started off the season, carried 12 stone in the old Rome, just got beat, won at Haydock the next time. Was so we ran him in the King George, which didn't work out. He didn't jump very well that day, and then made one very bad mistake. He was a lot of people's kind of dark, shrewd yeah, horse was, yeah. for the King George, and um, and I think that was probably off the back of the fact that you you've always oh, been a fan yeah, of this horse. I mean, yeah. you're very confident about all your mm. runners generally, but I know from speaking to you that Hitman has been the horse yeah. that you've had a lot of faith in over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's only a young horse, and he's he's got some very good form. Like last year, he was second in entry in the Grade One to Faka de Deras. He was second in uh, yeah. Tingle. Creek. He's run some really good races, good form, and I yeah. think he probably overperforms. He's a bit like Grenadine, and I I'm still don't think he's reached full maturity yet. I think there's still more to come physically, but obviously Newbury that they didn't get three miles, um, and so back in trip, I think we're all playing for second place behind Shiskin if Shiskin runs like he did it at Ascot the other day. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it man's thereabouts again. Yeah. Um, just going back to the King George, you say, you know, when he made the bad mm. mistake, it was slightly then toys out the pram mm. a little bit, wasn't it? Or not toys out well, the pram, probably win, unfair He actually winded himself that. and bled. Yeah, so, Sam so it probably is unfair to say yeah. that, actually. But he, he very, it was very visible that he was then checked out. Yeah. And so I suppose if he can get all his jumping right around Cheltenham, that's going to give yeah. him the best he, One thing he does of... is jump well. If you ride him forward, he's a brilliant jumper, like we did at Newbury in all the races. In the King George, we dropped him out a bit too far trying to give him a chance to get the trip which doesn't suit his style of running okay. he wants to be on the front end jumping and galloping two and a half two five is perfect for him that's why we're back in trip yeah but you're nervous of Shishkin uh, look Shishkin's a very smart horse and he, he was top of his game the other day uh, I know Pete Dory had a very hard race that day and he, he, he'd put everything into it and run it blind and got murdered by him Pete Dory wouldn't be fit to go to Cheltenham he wouldn't be ready he's going to go straight to Aintree really? it's my only thing about Shishkin is that he obviously had a hard race the other day you know, close enough to Cheltenham in my book. So hopefully, if he's got over that and he runs like he did ask it, he'll win. Yeah. But if, if there's any... There's uh, definitely a question mark there. Well, I remember running yeah. Cordo Star in that, in that race a few years ago. 
and he won, and actually we learnt our lesson because he went to Cheltenham and he got beat that year by Denman and he did not perform as well as he'd done other years. And that was, and the, that was that running was, in yeah. that Ascot chase. And sometimes it's close enough. You perform to the level Shiskin did, you obviously had a hard race. It could just be close enough to Cheltenham. Also, because of the problems he'd had, yeah, I'd imagine exactly. that they had him ready to run yeah, yeah, to, for his life yeah. that day. And Nicky had, it, he had him right in. I, I, I think him going to the race, they weren't really sure what Siskin was going to turn up, but yeah. if he turns up at Charlton like he was at Ascot, he'll win. Okay, um, on to Il Rodoto, Thursday in the plate. Yeah. Um, chance? Definitely chance. He, he, he's good on that track. He's run some good races this year. I thought he should have won in November and, in, and on New Year's Day with a little bit of a quicker jump at the last, or if he hadn't won, he'd have gone very close. And he thought, I don't know what he did. He went to the last and ran down it, fell through it, wasn't concentrating, so put some cheek pieces on the last day. Bingo, different animal. Galloped all the way up the line, jumped brilliantly. He's gone up eight pounds, but if he performs like that, he'll be there out. Okay. And cheap. he's progressive. He's only six. He's a progressive young horse. Side note on the headgear, <coughs> cheek pieces angle. Do you give that a lot of thought when you decide to put cheek yeah. pieces on? Is that a very sort of not on a whim decision? That's a very now's the time and this is going to make a difference decision. I, I thought about it. I've been thinking about it for a while, you know, but sometimes okay. you give them the benefit of the doubt. Cliff and I would often say, oh, that one's cheap pieces on that. Just to focus his mind a bit, much better than putting blinkers on them. Just focuses his mind a little bit, makes him concentrate. And probably should have put them on on New Year's Day, and we didn't. And he threw, you know, he, yeah. I think he threw the race away, and I think he was kidding us. Um, anyway, he obviously was a little bit, and he was very good when he won the last day. Okay, um, let's move on to the Friday. Stay away, Faye, another horse we've seen this morning. Mm. A very athletic individual, mm. and your comments about him I found fascinating. The Albert Bartlett is an incredibly mm. deep race. Mm. I think this year mm. it's going to be a cracker of a race. Mm. Um, lots of different trains, lots of different chances, make cases for plenty. But mm. Stay away, Faye might be a horse that's maybe not got the most obvious of profiles compared to those Irish mm. horses. But actually, just explain what you were saying to me this morning about how he's not really had the opportunity. No to show himself to best effect? No, I haven't run him that much. It's just the way it worked out. We kept him fresh. And again, I've got half an hour next year when he'll go chasing. But he, he won his point to point in Ireland and we bought him, he cost quite a lot of money. But the horse he beat in his point to point one last week of Henry de Bromheads is now one of the favourites for the race yep. and beat the previous favourite for the race that day. And Stair Faye had beaten him quite nicely in his point to point. We ran him at Newbury on his debut and he won quite nicely. And then he went to uh, the three-mile grade two novice hurdle at Doncaster about a month ago was favourite. We thought he'd win, but Law can be the first to admit it wasn't his. Probably it just didn't happen from the start. Got into all sorts of trouble. Never jumped a hurdle up the last three, and I think with a clear passage he may well have gone close to winning. And he's rated 136. Now if he'd have run in another race somewhere along the way in one, he might be rated 142 or three, which puts him right in the mix. And I think there's plenty to come from him yet. No one has seen the best of him. And, wouldn't surprise me if he ran well and ran into a place at a big price. Can be quite a gruelling contest, yeah. the Albert I think he'll stay, he'll stay forever. He's he a tough horse. That, and, no. I think, and actually, having not had too many runs, he's probably fresher than most. Yeah. So it might be an advantage. But it's, hard, it's, look, it's going to be a hard race to win, of course it is. But I think, it's, if I'm looking at it, it's an open race. A lot of horses have all got a similar... There's not a real standout one in there. And I think that's the same with probably all those novice hurdles. There's not a real, yeah. real, real sort of standout. They're competitive races with a lot of progressive horses in them. Yeah, I think there's, there's depth in there yeah. but like you say there's not one that's no, head and shoulders no. above the rest no, whereas right. the novice chases I feel like yeah, yeah. the kind of there I are a couple that. that look like star quality yeah, yeah I agree um gold cup let's talk gold cup yeah. brave man's game oh, I mean what he did in the King George when he won the King mm. George for me personally I just thought that man Paul Nichols I mean I don't mean to sound mm. fangirly about it but I just thought 
It's not by chance that you said literally years ago, this horse will win a King George mm. for me, and he goes and wins a King George for you. I just having that faith in that horse and for him to deliver the way he did, the satisfaction you must have got out of that, it must have been high. Yeah, it was It was amazing, it was winning the Charlie on that, because last year ended up a bit of a damp squid, as it were, I last know, year. It was I a know, disaster. But, but I don't, I, he had reasons for that last but year. But to be he, fair, what, three quarters of his season last season oh, was yeah. excellent. I know, it was. It's only yeah, how it, it ended. I shouldn't have run him at Newbury in that handicap. We've learned now to keep him fresh and fit. And last year, I don't think a lot of our horses were particularly well in the spring. We had a disastrous run where and we never found out why they were running terrible. Nick mm. looked awful. He looked light last year. He had ulcer problems. It's the same with stage style. They had, you know, they both had grade four ulcers after they ran at entry. So we wow. had to deal with that. So we cured that before they went out. And we've been on top of it this season. Both are fine now. Um, and those are little things you learn about them. But he, he's physically a stronger horse now. And he's needed all that time uh, to reach full maturity. And I was trying to explain to you this morning, people, that. Last year, and even when when he was six, when he ran in the Ballymore, and he second, he ran really well then. But he, he, you can't achieve high levels of fitness with them because he wouldn't take the work. For example, if I did three canters up our hill, which is quite hard work, even last year he'd almost fall apart for a week or not eat. Or it just didn't suit him. So we never did threes with him at all last year. Mm. This season now, from October, he banged up that hill three times like it's not there. Eats everything. We've changed the feed this year. We now feed him red mills. Um, and I think that is just suited what, how we train them. It suits the horses and the way we work them. And they, they're looking fantastic and performing to a much better level. I think that's helped him. And we've been able to keep him in tip. Well, you saw him this morning. He looks like a monster. A monster, um, yeah. And that's how he wants to be. And he has done some graft. Because I'm not taking him away for a gallop anywhere because he's not the sort that would, needs to do that. He works really, really hard at home. So now we can shove the food into him, do plenty of work. And he's got to to me, to be the finished article. Is he, is he getting buzzier, pre, pre-match buzziness? He's just more, got that More so him. as he's got older. I feel yeah. like it's more, I feel like it's got, I don't want to use the word worse, but kind of. A anticipation, I think, on his part. He knows you know, what's going on. I was on. surprised at Weatherby. That was a cold day yeah. and he was a hot yeah. horse that and day. And he is like that and you need to see him like that a little bit. So what we do now, we put a red hood on him yeah. for the preliminaries and take it off at the start. That suits him really, really well. Um, you Not know, worried about Gold Cup day? Well, Chantham, like, is. He, is, but he didn't affect him in the Ballymore and he, King George Day at Kempton was yeah, all true, going. Yeah, yeah. I think once he's out on the course, he's right, he's right. So you just manage him on the day. Um, but he's not a real stress back or anything like that. He just knows what's going on and he, he does get a bit warm. But nothing to uh, to worry about. We, you know, we Scott who rides him every day and looks after him, knows him inside out. He keeps him on the right side. So. You're such a target trainer, right? And you had, as we've said, mm. the King George in mind mm. for this horse all the way along. Mm. Of the, or the his whole se looking at his whole season rather than cutting it in two mm. as a whole season was his biggest day in your head the King George yeah. on Boxing Day. Yeah, it was that's what I mean. But after that, if I, I knew in my mind was if he won the King George, his next biggest day was going to be the Gold Cup. Okay, and you can only get those horses in that very very best form a couple of times a year. So Boxing Day, little break, then Cheltenham. Yeah, and I know he's where I want him now. And um, you know, if he got beaten the King George, we might have. We wouldn't have been good. We'd have thought of something else, perhaps. But he was so good in the King George. You know, he stayed on strong. He jumps well. He's got that. We thought we 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 got to go for the Gold Cup. You know, of I've course. been. You know, he's the right type of horse. And the great thing about that Ran Chantham, you don't in the Gold Cup. You don't want to be behind the bridle all the way around. You want a horse that travels and jumps. And he can do all of that. And he's, got, sure he's got the sort of pace to be able to yeah, go with them yeah. over the first few, Easy, which is easily. important to yeah. hold your place. Yeah. He can jump for fun. Yeah. I mean, his jumping yeah. is his absolute. Yeah. 
like one of his best assets. And he, and he travels well. And then the way he puts his head down, I, I kind of worried in the early days of him, was he a bit windy in a finish? But actually not a bit of it this yeah. season. And again, that probably ties in with the strength being element. Weak. He was being weak. Yeah. He was just quite weak then. But I mean, the interesting thing, I'm convinced he'll be bang there turning and going to the second last. There will obviously be several others going well. Going to the, it's whatever Gallup's done, the back of the second last, up that hill there, they'll win the Gold Cup. And as he's not been there before, as was the case with Cordo Starr, I think in 2007, there was a doubt about whether he gets three and a quarter miles because he'd been winning at Kempton. You don't actually know till the day, but I think he will be fine. I'm yeah. sure he'll get the trip. Brilliant. Can't wait. No, I can't wait. Who, who do you see as, I mean, it's, it's a stupid question to ask when I say who do you see mm. as your biggest threat. You've got Gallup and Deschamps at mm. the top of the market, mm. whatever price he is at mm. the moment. He's a very short price mm. favourite. Um, so obviously he's the biggest threat if you look at it like that. But if you took away the prices, focused on what you know about those horses mm. in against them in mm. a Gold Cup, who would you be most worried about in the finish? Well, the favourites, obviously, when we've all got to beat. But did he achieve anything more in Leprechaun at Christmas that, yeah. than what we did win in the King George? I actually don't think he did. And I think Brave Man's game should probably be second favourite. Um, but ultimately, a Gold Cup, they're all good. Protect the cat of Dan's. If Dan gets that horse right on the day, he's obviously a good horse. He was third last year. I know Dan was yeah. mortified at Cheltenham the other day. He didn't win the Cotswold Chase. He's gone back and looked and thought, he made a couple of mistakes perhaps in his prep. And Dan will have him ready for his life that day. And he's... He, you know, he's owned by Jed and Alec, so we all have a lot of banter over it, but he's a good horse on his day. Um, Noble Yates is a good horse. I just wonder if Noble Yates would just lack a bit of pace for that race. Yeah. I thought in the Cotswold chase, he was on the back foot. You can totally was, see him being outpaced and staying on yeah, late up the hill, yeah. but the bird may have flown. It may well do it, and, and he looks like, to me, the, this year's national winner again, I think he is. Um, and there are obviously, uh, there's a level of horses in, in a Gold Cup, basically, you know, any one of them can win a Gold Cup, because that's why they're in it. They're very, very smart horses. Ahoy Senor. Now, he, he's interested in Brave Man's Games beat him twice this year at Kempton and at Weatherby, but I don't think he was possibly his best on those days. He won the Cotswold Chase the other day and proved Cheltenham suits him very nicely. Mm. So he's a lively outsider. Um, so much depth. We've been talking all season a, about uncompetitive race. races. Race. Ultimately, anyway, the favourite's the one you've got to try and beat. Yeah. And it, he, 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 he looks solid and he, he stays he stayed on. But he's never been further than three miles, funny mm. enough. So, But he looks, it looks like I think I will stay. I think he'll stay, but good race. It's a yeah, good race and good it's very race. hard to win. Yeah, I mean, like I say, we, we talk all season about things being uncompetitive, yeah. small fields, racing's going yeah. down the Swanee, ah. and then you look at the Cheltenham picture. We've spoken about so many of these mm. races, and this, there is so much depth in there, yeah. including the Gold yeah. Cup, Champion Chase, Champion Hurdle yeah. picture, obviously even discussed, yeah. but there's depth there. Um, last horse to discuss, Secret Investor yeah. in the Fox Hunters, an old favourite of yeah. many, and he's not even an old, really, yeah. bless him. Uh, we saw him today. Yeah. Uh, what chance he got? In the amateurs race, he's eleven now. He's had a few problems, uh, and unfortunately, when he beat Demon, uh, sorry, when he beat <laughs> a quarter star in the Demon Chase two years ago, Newby broke down on both front legs, so he had eighteen months off, and we brought him back, and he had a ridiculous handicap mark of one fifty-six or seven, and ran in one handicap, and was never going to win any handicaps. You know, he's eleven, he's had a few issues. So, Clive Hitchens, who owns him, always been a point-to-point -point hunting man all his life. Said, so, look, if there's any way you can qualify him for Cheltenham, I'd love to have a run in the Fox Hunters. So we had to be first to second on two occasions before the 28th of February, and he won it. He won it banger, yeah. and he won. And I was saying to you, we do have problems with him bleeding at home, and he was going to run at Wincanton right uh, earlier on, and three or four days before, and he worked and burst really badly. So we worked out he had a little bit of an infection, banged him on some antibiotics for a week, 
changed what we did with him, went to Bangor and sort of thought, let's hope he doesn't bleed. If he does, we're in, he won't be going anywhere. And mm. of course, he made all in one and didn't bleed. And he went to Kelso a week later, made all and didn't bleed again. And he's been fine since. So if we can keep him like that, he's, he, he's, he's ultimately got a nice chance. That's a rattle through kind of the main protagonist mm. for the week of Cheltenham. Before we wrap up, um, just a few kind of more general questions. Mm. You know, recently, this is just that I sort of put the two and two together this morning as we stood on the gallops. I recently did a preview night with Ruby Walsh and I realised that when I came away from it, you know, how intensely he talks about mm. racing as a whole mm. and how obsessed he is with it right through to his mm. core. That's the sort of thing that struck me working with him. It's just it was just one night, mm. but it was just mm. made me think that as I drove away. And then I'm stood with you on top of the gallops, and we're talking all things racing. And it really struck me that I can see how that partnership works so well. I know it's something you've spoken mm. about many mm. times before, but that having that you're so intense about all things mm. racing. That's fair to mm. say. And do you need someone by your side like a Ruby Walsh who's as intense with you, or or, uh, or sometimes can that get too much if you see it? Because you don't have that anymore. With you know, obviously that's long gone, and the people that are riding for you now mm. aren't aren't Ruby Walsh. No. You know, in that intense way that he thinks about racing. Do you, do you miss that in any way? Yeah, but you know, I didn't see Ruby would only spend a certain amount of time here, probably two nights a week. So you'd only ever see him at the racing or. Well, we didn't see him any other time, really. And I'd probably see Harry Cobden just as much. And Harry, Harry's not, unlike Ruby in lots of ways, very laid back, always thinking, always coming up with ideas now. And um, yeah, But you have to be intense and be on it. To be professional and be in this game, you have to be. You've just got to be always thinking. Ruby was an amazing man for coming out. He'd write something and said, three runs time, this will win the um, Fred Winter. Or this will win. You know, he had some amazing... He said, he'd be pulling up and going, I've got a plan. Yeah. And he was always thinking, and Harry's becoming like that as well now. He's always yeah, like, we've got a plan. They have to. Harry, it, it doesn't necessarily come across like that because no. he is so laid back. Yeah, yeah. It, he, he comes across as a very cool customer, yeah. but he is that much of a help to you, is he, from the saddle? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, you know, from the training point of view, he leaves that entirely to me. He would never, ever get involved in it because he knows his job and I know my job, and that, that, that works well, but from, you know, when they've ridden them, their feedback is the most important thing. And he's, mm. he's not unlike Ruby in that, you know, Ruby's feedback was second and none. Harry's beginning to get like that now. But from the trainer point of view, you need someone like Cliff has been at my side for 27 years, Cliff Baker, my head lad. Yeah, he's a fantastic man. And we're always, we spend a lot of time with not racing. We walk around the horses of an evening and discuss what we're thinking, where we're planning, what we're doing or whatever. And you, you, you have to have people like that. And I've got a good assistant now, Charlie Davis, who took over from Harry and a younger team of pupils is Natalie Parker and Connor Houlihan. You need those people around you. Mm. Yeah. Clifford, Matt, I said it earlier, man of very few yeah, words yeah. to us on the wider yeah. outer circle. But he's always thinking. But for you, when you do the evening, you know, when you walk yeah. around the yard with him, does he often say something that makes you think, oh, yeah, I, I, that's right, or I should have thought of that, or, yeah, yeah great all, idea. All the time, we're Was always he? coming up with ideas between us. We'll, you know, it, it, you know, he'll say, I've been, I've been looking, I think we could, what do you think about doing this? Or should we, yeah, that's good, I hadn't thought about that. You always, we're always got to be, you all, we're always thinking mm. and coming up with ideas, we have to. And finally, just bringing it back to the Cheltenham Festival, uh, you know, I was looking at the anti-post markets the other day, we spoke about mm. strength of depth, the Irish domination. Um, in a race where you don't have a runner, so let's, choo let's go for the champion mm, mm, hurdle. Mm. Is there a part, can you, can, you, can you enjoy the champion hurdle for what it is come the Tuesday mm. of March and sit back and watch Constitution Hill mm. and go against Stateman, Vauban, mm. et cetera, et cetera, and enjoy the race? Or from your professional point of view, are you thinking, 
damn, I wish I had a runner in this, or I wish I trained Constitution Hill, or is the, is the sort of, are you too competitive to enjoy it, is what I'm asking. No, I, I love watching it, and um, yeah, we'd all like to have a runner in it, you know, but it's not really our bag. I've never had too many runners in the champion no. hurdle. It's, so it's something I've never re really thought about, to be honest with you. Constitution Hill's very smart, and you like seeing smart also, and I'd love for Nicky to see him. So you can enjoy here. that. Oh, moment. yeah, I'll enjoy that. And, you yeah. know, if he, he wins, it, it, I will enjoy it. Yeah, of course I will. And okay. it'll be good for Nick if he does win, you know, that's what you like to see. Stories coming out of the festival, winners coming out of the mm. festival. Um, what what would you love to see? I mean, I sort of mean on a broader sense, but is there is there a jockey or a horse or an owner that you'd really love to have a winner for? Like, you know, I remember talking to you about the Fox Hunters with David mm. Maxwell, obviously doesn't apply this year, mm. yeah. but you were so, I just mm. love to see him win the Fox Hunters and that didn't quite come off. But uh, is the one horse or one owner, like I say, or jockey that you'd just love to train a winner for? You love to win for all your owners, but most of all, we'll go to horse. I'd love to see Brave Man's game win the Gold Cup for Harry Copton. A, he'd be fantastic for Cobbett, you know, young man riding brilliantly. And forgetting the owners, for Brave Man's game to have sort of crept along and won a King George, a stem and stem, if he won the Gold Cup, that would be immense and that would mean more to me than anything. Brilliant. Okay. And finally, um, is there any horse we haven't mentioned in the obvious ones as a sort of dark horse or anything that might just pop up at a big price or have we kind of covered everything? I think we've covered everything there, really. Um, away from Cheltenham, I wouldn't be surprised if a horse called ICO ran very well in the Betfair Imperial Cup at Sandown on the Saturday beforehand. How about that for one? Love it, yeah, love it. We saw him this morning, mm, where's the hood, great, right? Yeah. yeah. And he ran very well on his debut the other day. Sandown was second, been off for a while with a problem and just do with a drop of rain for him. Okay, pray for a bit of rain. Yeah. We might get He's that in the next county hurdle as well, actually. That is another backup plan as well. Okay, but that Imperial Cup, yeah. let's see. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you as ever, Paul. I come here and it's it's always such a treat. Mm. I know it's a cliche to say it, but it's a joy to call a day like mm. this work. Let me tell you that for nothing. Yeah. Thank you for having us and we wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. My pleasure for you to be here.